Whether you're moving overseas with your family, relocating employees on assignment, moving your organization's workplace, or transporting and storing high-value art or information, logistics in the modern world is complex. Our new podcast brings you expert voices to share insight, discuss trends, and offer practical advice, all with a view to making it simpler for you to live, work, and do business anywhere in the world. I'm Matt, and in this episode, we're looking at how to make overseas relocation a success. Most of us know that moving to a new house on the same street has the potential to be stressful, let alone making a life-changing move abroad. So what can you do to reduce the stress and ramp up the simplicity when it comes to moving overseas? To take us through it, I'm grateful to be joined by Serial Relocator and Managing Director of our business units in New Zealand, Leon Hume. Leon, hi. Thanks so much for joining us. So, without further ado, wherever you are in the world, welcome to Crowdcast. So, Leon, uh, look, before we uh, hear more about your your own relocation experiences and and get into your thoughts on what makes a big move abroad a success, uh, let's kick off, if you don't mind, with a little bit about you and maybe a fun fact um, for for listeners wondering what on earth this has to do with anything. uh, It's something we do at the beginning of every episode just to give our audience a glimpse into the world of our guests. So, uh, yeah, Leon, here we go. Uh, Tell us about yourself uh, and perhaps share your fun facts. Thank you, Matt. Um, yes, I'm the managing director of uh, Crown here in, in New Zealand and been with the company actually for um, just over 23 years. Um, worked in many countries as we'll, we'll probably talk about. Um, a fun fact, I'm not so sure it's really a fun fact. A strange fact might be that um, I've been eating ham and cheese sandwiches for lunch every day for probably over a decade so I guess that tells you I'm not really a foodie and um, I don't know about you but I find kind of going for lunch pretty annoying takes too much time and as I don't have any particular craving for any food I've just been eating the same thing every day for over a decade so I don't know about a fun (laughs) fact but there's a weird fact anyway (laughs) definitely Um, is it just lunch is it just lunch that's uh, that's the same every day, or yeah? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. You know, if my wife was, you know, my wife constantly gets frustrated with me when she when she says, "Oh, what would you like for dinner tonight?" and I'm just kind of like shrug my shoulders and go, "Whatever," <laughs> you know. So nothing <laughs> really springs to mind. So I just I just eat so I don't starve. Which is yeah, obviously very important. Um, yeah, it's uh, that's an interesting one. Yeah, it's, that is a that is a weird fact. It is definitely a weird fact. Um, <laughs> it, it sounds very economical. I, I get your point. I'm not a massive fan of lunch myself. It's a it's an, it falls at an annoying time just when you're in the middle of doing something. But uh, wasn't wasn't expecting that. It probably puts you in in a fairly small percentile of the world's population, presumably <laughs> not, not being a foodie. But uh, excellent. Well, that, that's not quite what we're here for but we are we are here to talk about um relocating and you're currently based in Auckland uh and over the course of uh, of that 20 plus year tenure you've you've been with Crown it's perhaps fair and perhaps uh, a little obvious to assume that your career has taken you across the world um I don't know perhaps start off by by telling us about about your journey 
Sure, yeah, and, that, and, and, and that's right. It all started in, in, in Malaysia, actually, Crown Malaysia. Started out in a business development role. It's a bit of a funny story, actually, how, I, how the, the whole interview process. I mean, I had a really strong CV anyway for a business development role at, at the time. So I guess the, the country manager, when he was interviewing me, didn't really need to talk to me too much about my sort of career history because my CV kind of spoke for itself. But I think he did want to try and work out whether I was somebody he could get along with and whether we had a similar sense of humour. So he put me on the spot during the, the interview and, and uh, asked me to call uh, another Crown employee and play a practical joke on him <laughs> over the phone. Uh, and, you know, I guess the test was, could I pull it off? You know, was I open to doing that firstly? And secondly, could I, could I pull it off? And um, thankfully, uh, I did. And um, I got the job there and then. So um, things have changed quite a bit now in, with interview processes. But, yeah, that was kind of a, a funny start to it all. And um, what was the prank? Me, I, I had to call this person up who was actually the person I was replacing. He was being promoted and and relo- he was relocating to Singapore. And I had to, the prank was to call him and say, how on earth could he have recommended that I join this company? <laughs> because the, per, you know, the, the, because the country manager was an absolutely awful. And um, so that was the prank, you know, and, and, and it was hilarious actually, because he's on the other end of the phone sort of going, what's happened what's he said what's he done i can't believe it you know so yeah it was pretty funny but it, it gave me a, a pretty good insight into into crown actually and and the people um you know i had a wonderful um i think it was you know for almost five years there and 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 the big thing about crown were, were was the people and it felt very much like um a family a lot of there was a, a lot of people of a similar age that were sort of coming up through their careers. And we, we I guess we all felt as though that we were sort of uh, almost like pioneers all in in it together. And, and, and that was a, a great experience. But um, I knew pretty much, though, soon after joining that, you know, from a career perspective, my, my goal really was to be a country manager one day. That was the role that really appealed to me. And I, I knew that you know, to in order to get the CV I needed really to, to be able to be a country manager, I, I needed to have other experiences and, uh, and learn other parts of the business and, and the other brands. And um, so when an opportunity to go to Hong Kong came up, which is, you know, Crown's head office, um, I, I jumped at it, you know, again, through another country and, and culture. I traveled quite a bit in China as part of that role as well. So that was fantastic. Um, learned, um, you know, added that that other kind of string to my bow and, and, and strengthened the CV. Then it was off to, to Japan. Again, another um, amazing opportunity, a, a country that, you know, is for me is like no other, you know, that Japan is in Asia, but I don't think it's like any other country in Asia. Japan is just Japan. Right. And um, I guess I should uh, wax lyrical about it, considering that's where I also met my wife. So, <laughs> um, so that was great. Um, and then after Japan, uh, together with my wife now, we, we moved over to Korea, and that's where I had my first country manager role. And that was a small operation and um, 
a really interesting one because I had to really do a bit of everything and it was a massive learning curve um, you know also that responsibility uh, of um, you know running the crown um, country if you like and also being responsible for staff and and that type of thing that was quite important but yeah enjoyed it fantastic time also where we we learned that my 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 wife was pregnant and we were expecting a child and I remember kind of, you know, almost jokingly saying to my wife, it's quite expensive, uh, career, the cost of living is quite high. And I remember just really in passing saying to my wife, yeah, wouldn't it be great if Crown called me up, you know, and said, hey, um, we've got a job for you in. And I just kind of like plucked Thailand out of the air, really. <laughs> and, you know, assuming that, the you know, it would be a bit cheaper and maybe the, the, the standard of living would be a bit better and crazy a week later i'm standing in starbucks getting a coffee on the way to to work one morning and i get a call from hr and say, are you interested in taking over crown in thailand I couldn't believe <laughs> what are the chances i know so um yeah and and that also was an experience because uh, it's quite a sudden move and my wife was actually 35 weeks pregnant and we kind of had to go almost kind of immediately and when we arrived, we arrived to, to Bangkok under curfew. Right. It was the time of the of the red shirt protests. And yep. I remember, you know, you weren't allowed out of the house after 8 p.m. You'd look out of the window and there was like smoke um, bellowing up in, in the air because the protesters were like setting fire to tires and things like that all around the city. It was quite a scene, a fantastic, you know, five five and a half years there we absolutely loved it you know again great people um both at crown and uh, and outside of crown so really really enjoyed that a bigger operation um building the cv and then it was off to i guess where it all started you know for me back to crown malaysia but uh, this time back as uh, as the md i mean uh, and and crown you know is, is a big operation um, so quite a senior uh, country manager role, really, hence uh, actually managing director. And yeah, it was like going home. And uh, in many respects, a lot of my colleagues from were still there from when when I initially joined. So yeah, that that, that was a, it was fantastic to come home. You, you know, in, in many ways. So again, you know, another another five plus years there which I thoroughly enjoyed some amazing experiences building facilities for example you know, it was a really enjoyable experience and something you know um, that I take a lot of pride in and, and the, with the support of fantastic colleagues there and then yeah uh, and to where I am today you know I think we would be the third largest crown operation in in, in the group and my wife and, and son we all moved here uh, during Covid so um, that was um, an experience in itself and probably one of the most challenging uh, moves we've, we, we've gone through. Um, but loving New Zealand and, um, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a great role and we've got a fantastic business here and some amazing colleagues. Fantastic. So that's me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it really is quite a journey. It's, um, 
it's probably worth me saying at this point I, I alluded to it at the start but you know one of the reasons that we're chatting today is because uh, you like a good many other members of the of the crown team actually have have relocated on well I, more than several occasions um sure. i was trying to trying to tot up actually as we went through my maths is absolutely dreadful um and, and i was sort of listening to everything you were saying and trying to count at the same time which was always going to be a bit of a nightmare but there's a there's a there's a good tour of asia in there and it was obviously really nice that you started off in malaysia with that ambition and, and kind of came full circle from a country manager perspective so um yeah yeah that 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 lived experience is is something that you've got but also other members of the crown team as well and 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 I think that's that's really nice. It's moving around the world something you'd sort of always dreamed of doing and, and have you therefore kind of made it happen? Or is it more the case that the opportunities have sort of come up and you've grasped them as and when they have come up? I think a bit of both really, Matt. Um, I think in many ways I grew up kind of expecting I would have some sort of overseas experience because my parents actually went out on an assignment to, to Australia, and that's actually where I was born. So, you know, although I've got um, British parents and, and was raised in the UK, I was actually born in Australia. And I'd always had this Australian passport as well. Um, and of course, heard my parents talk of their experience in Australia and I heard their, their stories over the years. So I was very much aware growing up in in the UK of the world outside of the the UK you know so I guess I always expected I might and then when the opportunity came up I jumped at it and um, but it probably didn't seem maybe as much of a big step as it might do for a lot of people. I think that sort of sense of wanderlust that you kind of are, are, are sort of hinting at is something that many of those listening to this will resonate with. But you know, relocating can be really exciting, but also life changing, given all that it entails, of course, pretty stressful and challenging as well. Despite having that sort of desire and almost that natural willing to, to, to travel, given your upbringing, what challenges have you faced when when making you know these numerous moves that you have and, and how have you over Overcome those challenges when relocating? Yeah, I, I guess I haven't really, you know, thought that relocating was a, was a big challenge um, for me, really, because I guess, you know, I've always had that mindset of looking forward and, and yeah. being very open-minded to what's next kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so I've, I've been quite positive about uh, change and, uh, and moving countries. Very, I've got a very curious mind, you know, so very kind of or oh, wonder what that country would be like so i look at it very positively from the outset but nevertheless there are there are challenges and um i guess one of the the big ones is adapting to to different cultures you know different cultures um presents i think in many ways an, an amazing experience but it uh, but at the same time it challenges maybe your own culture and your own I guess, preconceived ideas of maybe how things should be. Uh, and I think that I think that's interesting. You you can find yourself arriving in a country and, and you think this is the way things should be, let's say like behavior. You know, I've worked in some countries where, you know, p people are generally quite aggressive. And, you know, even things like, you know, getting in a lift or walking down the street, you know, people might bump into you or something like that. and 
I might come from a culture where that's rude. Um, but actually, you find yourself asking yourself the question, well, you know, um, being open minded and trying to understand other people's cultures. And even if you come to the conclusion that you think people shouldn't do that or shouldn't behave in that kind of way, you then ask yourself, well, how much does this really matter? You know, yeah. should yeah. it really be something that I should allow um, to bother me? Uh, and so you become, so you adapt, right? Uh, I think that's a very important thing. So I think inevitably when you are moving to different, to different countries, you're experiencing different cultures, some of, some of those ways will, will, will maybe pose a challenge um, to you and you, you, I think you have to reflect, right? Um, firstly, some of those differences you can actually embrace and maybe add something to your game. But even if you think that they don't, I think it gives you uh, an opportunity to, to, to ask yourself how much it really matters. So that's been one of the challenges. Um, moving during COVID was was um, quite a challenge and, and very different. You know, so we, we yeah. arrived into a country that we hadn't even visited on a holiday or anything like that. Right. And normally, you know, everywhere we've moved before, uh, we'd, either, we'd either been there on holiday or had some some sort of look see trip, which is really important, you know, to give you that, you know, real real sense of of, um, of, of, the, of a feel for a for a country, you know, before you you embark on a, an assignment. And of course, we didn't have with COVID, we didn't have the luxury of that. We really came to New Zealand off the back of some recommendations from from friends who'd lived there and and searching the internet and that's not the that's just not the same thing you know um yeah it's having a luxury trip or, or at least uh, visited on holiday so i think the the other the other challenge has been here in new zealand is that it is a very different um country in terms of the the population from the perspective of kind of expats when you are uh, living in some of the countries I've lived in in Asia for example there's a big expat community so in other words there's lots of people that are in the same situation as you um, in New Zealand it's a lot more of a local focused country so basically mm -hmm. you know the, most of the people that you meet are New Zealanders who were born there and raised there and they've not and, and they've had a very different experience to you so and they have their own networks which can be which can be tough for I guess an outsider to, 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 to break into so I think the challenge there is you do have to make an effort you know you do um, try hard to, to, to build those build those relationships and those, and those friendships and and that can be quite a challenge I mean you've got to be quite outgoing um, it's really important to uh, you know reach out to uh, social networks so like so for example if you if you have hobbies or things like that try and establish where those clubs might be or something like that and get introductions to those and get involved in those kind of um, uh, hobbies um, so that's something that we, we, we my wife and I have, have actively done. And I think um, it's quite a, an experience to go through as well, because it does make you 
um, ask yourself some hard questions and, and, and look, you know, inside yourself. It, you learn a lot about yourself, right? And you, you, you then start to, I think, discover um, what your own uh, values are and what your strengths and weaknesses are uh, more so. And I think that that's um, a challenge. You know, when you're relocating, you've got to ask yourself, quite honestly, um, are you are you cut out for it? You know, and is 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 relocating going to be a successful thing for you? Um, yeah, I think that's really interesting. It's I kind of get the the sense that one of your sort of overriding messages here is that you've kind of got to be a bit malleable. You've got to, you obviously got to be open minded, and I think you've you've said that very clearly. But you've kind of got to be prepared in a way to sort of change in yourself as well. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think you have to be honest with yourself. I think you have to reflect. Um, and you do. You, you, have, you have to adapt to, to the environment and to different cultures. And But do you know what? I think that that can be a fantastic thing. You know, I think that there's opportunity for, for, for learning and, and, and self-development. And I think that's all good. It's all yeah. good stuff. Is there, is there that element to it? There's, there's obviously this theory, isn't there, that you know, 90% of the things that we worry about in day-to-day life never end up happening. And you know, you're, uh, a barrier to relocating could be that you're worried about a challenge that you might hear of in a certain country, and you're never going to be able to overcome that challenge. But it, it, in your view, is it is it maybe that, to some extent, these things just aren't as tough as you, you think they might be? You know, when you're when you're preparing and considering a move or you know working working towards a move there's, i think there's there, there's definitely um definitely an, an element to that um I, I think that you certainly have to to ask yourself what are you wanting to get out of this um relocation maybe this new assignment or why are you going to this country so i think it's about thinking that through quite thoroughly and again asking yourself some 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 tough questions in terms of what's the purpose of this or what's your why you know for taking this assignment setting some realistic expectations um because you know life will throw us curveballs so expect those um but being realistic with your expectations but uh, i think it's also important to, to make that transition that you try and make that as simple as possible. And that goes for, you know, the, the relocation itself. So, you know, trying to, to maybe deal with um, a company, um, you know, one company throughout the whole relocation process. Uh, and if at all possible, even having, you know, as fewer contacts at that company as possible, even one maybe, you know, so try and keep it simple, you know, clear um, and and set realistic expectations, and you know, expect life to throw you a curveball amongst it all. You know. Yeah. We, we talked a little bit about um, New Zealand and, and and your move there. It's your current home. Um, you know, how is business and and life and and, and society in New Zealand at the moment? We have a very vibrant business here in, in, in New Zealand, I, I'm glad to say, and that, um, you know, when you consider, you know, New Zealand from a kind of land mass uh, perspective, it's pretty much the same size as the UK, but, you know, the UK's population's 
about what 67 million and yeah. it's five in New Zealand right so um, there's not a great deal of people when you when you think about the size of uh, of the country so you know um, how many people can you really relocate for example so it's important for us that we have a very uh, diversified business which we which we do have here and we but that continues to be our focus and our strategy you know we're always looking for ways that we can uh, support our customers in in different ways you know I mean when we think about a lot of the crown brands I mean the the reason they they initially started was a customer asking us can you also do you know um, and we're you know that that's uh, something that we continue to be very open to now you know so yeah a diversified business is certainly um, uh, our focus and the other thing that has been a big focus for us over the last few years in particular although crown has always been very very strong in like the area of of, of what we used to call you know csr and and certainly in in, in supporting charities and, and and those people who aren't quite as lucky as us but um in new zealand over the last few years we've really um you know focused on um uh, sustainability as a whole and you know in new zealand um people are very much in tune with with sustainability and 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 certainly you know um the environment and climate you know, New Zealand's known to be a beautiful country, and and obviously, um, New Zealanders love the outdoors. They want to experience that, so they're very in tune, I guess, with the environment and and um, uh, and and preserving that and protecting that. So, you know, when we started very seriously in, in uh, putting together our sustainability framework here. Um, in, in New Zealand and, and, and talking about um, you know some of some of those pillars around you know uh, people and, and the climate and the environment and, and so on. Uh, you know I was I was really delighted by how easy that was to get engagement from yeah. my colleagues up and down the country. You know um, it just it really speaks to their to their center in many ways so that's been that's been a real fantastic uh, development for for us here and we're, we're really happy to support you know just really doing the right thing yeah so just lastly leon um a little bit of a million dollar question i suppose in terms of relocating is that is there a silver bullet but what would be your kind of number one tip for for someone about to relocate um or who is considering relocation overseas you know given given your own experience i mean i i think you have to reflect and i think i might have said it before you know reflect on your why and and why are you relocating um uh, uh, what are you hoping to get from the experience and but go a little bit deeper than that maybe and, and ask yourself are you ready for that kind of change are you ready for that challenge uh, you know it, is that you um, I think it's it, you know there are some people that it that it wouldn't be for and that's absolutely fine um, but you, you've got to you know ask yourself some of those questions and then I think you need to 
then go about that relocation in uh, in a and engage with uh, professionals to give you that um, in-depth um, advice uh, and I, I would definitely as I mentioned before recommend you know in as simple as possible engage with as fewer uh, companies in, in that process as, as possible most definitely try and go on a look-see trip yeah. Um, you know, so you can get uh, get a sense of the reality of what it will be like to live in that country. You know, I remember when I first arrived in Malaysia, you walk out of the airport and uh, the heat hits you and the <laughs> sights and smells and you can't read about that. You know, you have to, I think, physically go there and, and experience. So a look-see trip is really, really important. So in short, Ask yourself, is it for you, uh, and and engage with professionals to 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 help you make that step. Brilliant, yeah, all, all great tips, and and I think for anyone listening who is uh, who is preparing or thinking about relocating, that there's some great things to to bear in mind. Um, I don't suppose you know a decent relocations company, do you, Leon? I I might. <laughs> <laughs> That, um, well, that brings us to the end uh, of this episode. Um, don't forget you can read a, a whole load of different tips, tricks and advice, articles at, at crownrelo.com if you're, if you're moving privately or if you're moving with an organisation, then check out crownwobbability.com as well. Uh, you can learn more about Crown Worldwide Group and its family of special logistics businesses by heading to crownworldwide.com as well. Uh, Leon, thanks so much for joining us on this episode. I'm really grateful for your wisdom and to have heard about your experiences, uh, and I'm sure our listeners will have as well. Uh, and thank you to everyone out there who's, who's been listening. Yeah, please join us again soon for another episode of Crowncast. Bye for now. Bye.